Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of Star Sound Speaks. This is your host, Irliana Samsara of Star Sound Astrology. So um, this week, the astrology for this week, which would be a Sunday, this is for Sunday, October 9th until the um, 15th. Uh, the good news is this is a kind of like calm before the storm, you know, <laughs> it's like, okay, the end of the month, very, very busy, right? We got Mars going retrograde, Jupiter goes back into late Pisces, conjunct sheet, that's a whole other story. Um, and uh, of course the eclipses. So um, this week kind of just, yes, the full moon is Sunday, right? So, uh, and um, we can handle this, right? We got this. This is the last um, full moon before the full or new moon, right? Before the eclipses. So that's always a, a, a kind of like the calm before the storm. So um, the full moon in Aries, so let's talk about that first. And then we're going to talk about Mars squaring Neptune because that's going to perfect this week, but it's a major topic, but I'll get to that in just a moment. Um, okay. Full moon, full moon in Aries. Let me pull up the chart here. Okay. And we have four, um, Washington, D.C. No, I, I got Tampa in here. Sorry. Wait, hold on just a second. Let me change that. Okay, here we go. So here is the chart for and transits for Washington, D.C. And for the um, for the full moon, it occurs uh, 4.54, almost 4.55 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, so adjust your calendars accordingly. And it is the full moon. It, of course, is in Aries because it's Libra season. So the full moon always represents the culmination, the, the, the completion, the term, the completion of things, of, of things on the, in the material realm, right? Because the moon represents our journey here as we are embodied on this earth and the solar principle, you know, our, our divine purpose are the focus of our consciousness when it's in Libra season, when the sun's in Libra, it's of course um, given to harmony and agreement and connecting, uh, connecting with others and, and um, you know, self versus others is what gets played out. So with this um, completion with the full moon in Aries, what we're looking at is, okay, all of the attempts we've made and all of the, um, the work we're doing to incorporate others you know, what we come to is the, the opposition point. So it's like, what we might be asking ourselves is, okay, you know, um, you know, when you think about Aries, um, the self, right, ruled by Mars, the, the conquering hero, the self. And so, you know, one, what might come up, of course, all full moons are very, um, very intense. But, you know, I've always found that the full moon in Aries is especially, right, because it's not just our emotions, but it's our our drive, our will, you know, Mars, the will and ambition caught up with emotions that can be pretty volatile. Um, in my in my years, when I was a substitute teacher, I always kind of chuckled and I kind of braced myself because and it, when the full moon was in Aries, of course, you know, the kids are just out of control. And like, look at this chart here, you know, in America's chart, the full moon's in Aries is always the fifth house, which rules children. So we have this festival of rude children everywhere. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know that's kind of uh, putting a downer on things, but look, I'm being real. I can translate this for you. Seriously, we give, give out, um, you know, it's called a referral when kids really act up. They don't just get a detention. They get the next level is called a referral. And that thing is like, man, it's carbon copies, like three or four of them. And the the guidance counselor gets one, the parents, you know, it's like a big deal. It goes in your school record. And if you get enough of them, you get suspended, 
right? Well, I remember being like, I loved subbing all those years. It was a lot of fun and I loved the kids and they loved me and, you know, but then they would, you know, then here comes the full moon, <laughs> the full moon in Aries and man, were they acting out? Oh my God. I, where I would normally give maybe one referral every few months, maybe, or once or you know, twice a year. I remember one year I was subbing, I gave out <laughs> six in one day. And I was not overreacting. I was just handling these kids, right? That By that time, I had done a lot of yoga in my life. I'd been through a lot of pain and loss and so separation. So there was very little that would ruffle my feathers. But let me tell you, six in one day, right? So that that tells you about the new moon and the full moon in Aries, right? So it's like tempers, emotions flare. Um, you know, I want to do it my way, right? The rebellious Mars archetype. Um, and I'm going to conquer and I'm going to fight and I'm going to clobber you. you know? So, yeah, I mean, I laugh about it now. But anyway, um, so, you know, let, let, let's tame this down here. We are a transformed audience, right? We're, we're not clobbering people, I hope. Um, but I would say here um, where we are in our attempts to to be uh, in harmonious relations relationships with others and um, agreements and win-win for self and others, we come to this point where, okay, let's check in with ourselves. Um, here's a useful question. Am I enough? Um, you know, think about my, you know, instead of being the rebel, think self-esteem, think about conquering the ego, you know, am I, um, or on the other side of it, am I being too much of a doormat, right? Shadow Libra. Am I too much of a doormat? Am I too agreeable? And am I forgetting myself? in all of this? Am I losing myself where it's um, my own uniqueness, my own sovereign self? So that's a that would be a, like a good question to ask and maybe carry with you as, as we go through this, uh, this full moon right now. Um, you know, what's best for others, but I don't want to be a doormat, right? I, I can't be trampled on. And again, you know, it's like that when we are firm and sovereign and still in ourselves, then we can be with others in a healthy way. So we're not being that doormat. You know, if we find people are taking advantage of us. It's because we've not, we've got to go do our Mars, you know, healthy Mars, standing in ourselves, um, being, being in our own power, right? So these themes will, you know, likely have been, and especially today, tomorrow, you know, the weekend come up. So anyway, and then as it, as it dissipates, as the full moon, Full moon's in effect for a good 24 hours, we feel that. And as we move forward, we take these lessons and experiences and we and we feel, you know, the, the results of whatever happens over the weekend, it's like it plays out over the next few days. So that's full moon. And this one is conjunct Chiron, as you can see here. Chiron retrograde, 14 degrees of Aries. So it's very close. So there there is definitely a feeling around what is Chiron, the wounded healer. You know, and so, you know, am I enough? And, um, you know, my 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 power, my being in my own power, you know, so these questions coming up and maybe that wound about, you know, the self and the in the ego and the deflation of the ego, you know, and that has to occur in order to have everybody win. So Chiron and Aries. Uh, yeah, this this full moon is is powerful for for all of us in with these topics. Um, all right, so on to um, the on uh, the Wednesday. On Wednesday, Mars Mars has been coming, as you can see here. Mars has been coming into transiting Mars in Gemini, 
has been coming into, as here it is, in the seventh house of the US chart, angular seventh, very important, um, as it has been um, coming into a square, it is in a square and it's getting to be, it'll be exact on Wednesday. So this square with Neptune, right? 23 degrees Neptune, Pisces, 22 will be 23 in Gemini. And so this is important because, you know, in a typical uh, situation, you know, Mars or what it will square planet, you'll feel it for a few days with Mars. However, um, it's slowing down. Mars is slowing down now because when it gets to 25 degrees, it's going to stop and retrograde on uh, October 30th right in the middle of eclipse season. Very exciting. This is a very um, potentially volatile time, but can produce a lot of really powerful, creative problem solving. And the reason why this is important is because we will be revisiting this degree um, shortly after it retrogrades. However, um, it will be in that square with Neptune, mm -hmm. right? So it'll dance. this is gonna be a dance that's gonna happen it's, it's over this next several months. The next time it's into this exact square is, I believe it's right around Thanksgiving or what week before. So it'll come up and then it'll come up again in January. So we have these, um, I'm almost sure of those, those uh, dates, um, but it will, um, let me just check just to be absolutely sure. Okay, hold on. Okay, so yeah, here we go. Um, as we can see here, we have the 12th will be the first one uh, early in the morning to be absolutely Virgo precise. But <clears throat> like I said, we, we're already feeling it. <coughs> Excuse me. The next time it will go back, it'll be retrograde, right? <coughs> Going back over the USA Mars, Mars return. And if you haven't, by the way, listened to um, my interview with Michael Bartlett on Mars retrograde in Gemini, we talk a lot about the USA. Um, he's president of Kepler College, keplercollege.org. Great, great place to learn astrology. Uh, I love Michael. He's like absolutely fabulous and uh, brilliant, brilliant. And we we did a really in-depth dive around just Mars and in the uh, Gemini and the retrograde. But anyway, um, it will go back over that point, November 19th, so about a week before Thanksgiving. And then again, one more time um, in March 14th it will go, um, and th but that time Mars will be direct again. So it'll be direct, retrograde, direct, right? So it's, it makes like three passes with Neptune. So when you think about it, like Neptune can be, well, you know, I, I heard this uh, great explanation of a, uh, a planetary uh, transit with um, when a planet, um, you know, squares or, or, or transits another planet, it's like a Greek play where you have, you know, there's this, the beginning of a, a drama and it begins and ensues. And then the um, the second pass, it's like we, we are attempting to go back and resolve, you know, something that has happened and some kind of event that opens doors and opens things and starts moving things. And then the third pass is like the resolution, like act three, where, you know, happy ending every, hopefully a happy ending, right? But it's a journey. Retrogrades are journeys journeys that we take um, to explore. And what are we exploring here with, with Mars in, um, in Gemini with the squaring Neptune? Well, certainly beliefs being challenged. Beliefs, right? What do I believe? Um, what's true for me anymore? 
um, you know, migration, immigration, migration. You think about Mars and Gemini. Look at all the conversations. Look at all the news stories we said about immigrants being, you know, taken to Martha's Vineyard and and also migrants that unfortunately there were some, you know, ships, uh, tragedies at sea. Well, they're, you know, square with Neptune, right? It's it's difficult, but people who died um, in the ocean crossing, like in the Mediterranean and such. And so, you know, is there inherent danger? Well, yes. Is there life and death? Yes. Um, the square with Neptune could also represent, you know, what is, you, you know, here, like, for example, the immigrants, you know, here are these immigrants that are in search of a better life, right? The square with Neptune, let's, we have to be in action. We have to move, we have to move away. And we have to seek out Mars, the seeker, you know, finding a new direction, finding a new path, where, what is our ideal place, you know, to live and to um, settle down. So um, the other, another aspect of this would be Mars in, in that square would like developing, you know, creative um, solutions um, with our, with regard to our beliefs and our ideas and thoughts and our communications and conversations and writing and such with, with others and engaging that creative problem solving kind of thing with Mars in Mercury's house, Mercury's in Gemini, you know, the Gemini is always trying to make make things, fix things, right? And, and um, make, get solutions going. So with that square with Neptune, it's like, okay, let's put an overlay of what's our ideal situation? Um, what, where, and let's really, um, we can lend these brilliant ideas and creative solutions, but let's also not kid ourselves, right? So the shadow side of Neptune being deception and fraud and such. So it's like finding that dynamic interplay between, yes, goals and listening and think, rethinking our goals and our beliefs and yet not deluding ourselves either. I see this transit very much with, I think we're going to see a lot of people changing their faith or questioning it and um, perhaps dissolving their connection with it. Um, and so in, in, in any faith, you know, in any, because Neptune ruling organized religion, or people who might have felt deceived by it, or maybe they're or they're seeking an, the ideal spiritual path that would really serve them and their goals. Um, you know what I also think of too with with the uh, here we got retrograde Jupiter in Mars's sign. So no surprise, those the Russian soldiers you, you you've seen all these news reports of them retreating and des and deserting, and they say, you know, I want to get out of here. And and uh, there was a very tragic instance that man committed suicide last week who who was a rapper, I think, a Russian rapper, because he said, I don't want to serve. So isn't that interesting? Look at this whole shift in ideas around the military with um, not wanting to serve and saying, you know, wait a minute, I'm standing up. Like this is. The Neptune, um, Jupiter retrograde in 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 um, in the in the martial sign of Aries, like the soldiers, right? Soldiers that say, "No, I quit. I'm not doing this, and I'm not aligning my truth, my highest truth, Jupiter, is not in alignment with this war." You know, to to use myself to be an agent of war doesn't feel right. So there's all these people that are leaving in on mass, you know, and, and even today I read that um, with two guys that had a little boat that left the um, the peninsula in Russia across the Bering Strait and went to that the little, the westernmost piece of land in the United States, this little island in the Bering Sea. So um, asking for asylum. So here's this whole conversation around 
and where we'll, we're all going to be collectively revisiting this idea around asylum and immigration. It's in a very intense part of the charts of the USA in the seventh house of our relations with other countries is what that's represented in a mundane chart. So this will certainly um, be a, a difficult thing. You know, how do we find the ideal? How do we find forgiveness and compassion and mercy and all those Neptunian principles? And how how does that work out with the, the need for these people to migrate? And, you know, are we, how can we work that out where the, everybody wins, you know, and it's, and it's a, a lot of clashing belief systems. So that's one piece of what we'll be seeing with the Mars and squaring Neptune. So I just want to say that um, that again, that Wednesday is when it's the first pass. So it's going to be these conversations are going to be the loudest. So wherever that is in your chart is where we're having these creative showdowns, so to speak. And um, we're standing at an intersection, you know, and you think about like Gemini and traffic, right? It's like you're standing in the four-way intersection. You go, okay, um, I can go this way, but I can also go this way. Well, it, even whatever way you choose, guess what? It's going to change in two weeks. Because <laughs> it's like, I'm so certain. Yeah, guess what? Here comes Mars retrograde. I'm going to rethink that. I'm going to walk that back. I don't know if that's really going to work, but that's okay, right? We give ourselves permission to change our mind. So those are really the uh, the two biggest things I want to talk about with this, you know, this full moon and, and the Mars square with Neptune. Uh, for this week and again you know feeling that little lull it's it, it's easier to kind of focus on these lessons because we have just such a small amount of things going on as opposed to two weeks from now when things start to heat up so anyway um i hope this you find this uh, interesting and useful and um if you care to like share subscribe um, i'd be i'm very honored uh, to have all of that and very delighted and um, answering any questions down in the comment section below. How, how are you doing with Mars square and uh, Neptune and, and uh, how are you doing with the full moon? Um, so um, yeah, there's that. And I also wanna say that I, I've been really feeling, I did that, that conversation around the chart of Florida and I got a lot of hits on that. And I, it's obviously, it was, a, you know, it's, it was in the news all over the world. Um, and I, um, and I just, ha I have more to say, and I, I looked more deeply at the charts of like Sampa and St. Pete and the state of Florida. I haven't looked at Orlando's yet per se, but of course, um, Tampa and St. Pete were, we thought for sure it was going to head that way. And then they didn't. And then of course, with, um, of course it did with Fort Myers. I looked at Lee County too, which is where Fort Myers is where they, the most devastation, um, but I would like to just address that because it's not over. All right. They may be, you know, other cities in Florida, like Tampa and St. Pete were spared, but these eclipses, they're coming, you know, they're, they're coming for the moon, that comfy moon in Tampa, you know, they're, they're coming. So um, I'm going to talk more in depth about that on probably on the next podcast. So just, just stay tuned. And I will say, you know, you might say, well, you know, I'm in, I'm in, you know, a little town in you know Colorado doesn't affect me because I'm thousands of miles away. It does um, on a mundane level. It's because I'm thinking about insurance and you know South Node eclipses in the sign Scorpio that rules insurance. Oh heck yeah, we're we're going to see a, a massive a shift in how these things are dealt with and a new chapter, one chapter, major chapter ending, 
and a major one beginning. So I'll talk more about that in the next podcast. But anyway, just for now, um, this is your week. And um, I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful week and uh, lots of full moon blessings to you all. Uh, this is Irliana Samsara, Star Sound Speaks, starsoundastrology.com. Thanks. Thanks. See you next time. Bye for now.